Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur globetrotter. Uh, I travel the globe, I don't play basketball. Uh, welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want you to be part of the conversation. I want to engage with you. So, so, find me on the Twitter, on the Rizzle, and uh, on Cameo, as well as Anchor.fm at Colt S. Taylor. Especially that last one, if you missed previous shows. And then also, you know, catch up on everything that I'm doing at ColtSebastianTaylor.com. All right, folks, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. First up this week, some sad news in the world of comedy. Uh, comedian Norm MacDonald passed away this week at the age of 61 after a long bout with cancer, which was not very well known. Only had told a few friends and family members, uh, but he had been uh, suffering from acute acute leukemia uh, for over nine years, apparently. And he unfortunately passed away this week at the age of 61. Uh, a hilarious, hilarious comedian, uh, very somewhat deadpan and whatnot. Um, I think some of his best, best known things uh, that he did, uh, he, on the... On the Conan O'Brien show, he told a joke uh, that his uh, dry, his driver had told him on the way to the show, and it's about a moth entering a podiatrist's office, like a foot doctor. And this joke goes on for like five minutes, where this moth was complaining and how he's questioned his you know will to live and that he's made mistakes in his life and uh, you know he doesn't feel like a real moth anymore. Goes on. It goes on very long, a very, very, very long time, and at the very end, uh, Conan O'Brien has has just just wants Norm to wrap up, and uh, at the very end, the Pythagoras says, "Okay, this sounds pretty bad. I don't know why you came in here. Why why did you came in here, Moth? Why don't you go see a psychiatrist?" And the Moth says, "Well, your light was on," and then you know, that was the entire joke. Uh, he was at several uh, Comedy Central roasts. Uh, at the roast of, I believe, Bob Saget, he told five minutes of terrible dad jokes. That at first, like the first three minutes, it's very awkward. Like, like why are these bad jokes? And he's just sort of staying there waiting for people to laugh. And at the very end, they realize it's a bit, and it's just really, really funny. So, uh, big shame. Um... He had done uh, some some films. He was also he was in um, uh, Billy Madison, uh, Dirty Work, which he's pretty well known for. Uh, Man on the Moon did some voices in Doctor Doolittle, um, and uh, yeah, I mean he was did a lot of podcasting, and uh, yeah, very 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 much a shame uh, that uh, he has passed away. A very very funny. A uh, very, very funny person. Uh, he was also a writer on The Dennis Miller Show, Roseanne, 
Uh, also on Saturday Night Live for uh, six years before he got fired. Made a lot of O.J. Simpson jokes. <laughs> there's like a half, if you go on YouTube, there's a half an hour clips of him making O.J. Simpson is the murderer jokes throughout all of the 90s, which is partially the reason why he got fired from Saturday Night Live. But uh, anyways, Norm MacDonald passed away this week at the age of 61. Uh, another passing that I failed to mention last week, I just ran out of time, um, Willard Scott. Willard Scott passed away last week uh, at the age, I think, of like 94. Um, I don't know that I've written down here right now, but he was a longtime weatherman uh, at the Today Show, uh, mentored Al Roker. And uh, up until a few years ago, he would still make appearances on the Today Show, uh, usually wishing... Uh, people who've turned 100, happy birthday. Smuckers had a segment where you send in pictures of your 100-year-old grand, grandmother, grandfather, and then Willard Scott will wish them a happy birthday on national TV. Uh, also, fun fact, he was the original Ronald McDonald. Yes, if you go back YouTube, the very first commercial featuring Ronald McDonald was played by Willard Scott. Uh, it's a little horrifying because... It's not the Ronald McDonald we know today. Um, <laughs> they had a different. They had a different get up for that. Uh, like I said, a little horrifying. But he was the first Ronald McDonald. So, two sad passings this month: uh, Norm McDonald and Willard Scott. We now go to South Carolina for a bizarre case that I believe has made national news. I usually don't cover national news, but this is so bizarre and out there that if you missed it, you want to hear it. If you do know about. It, you want to hear my take on it. So Alex Murda, uh, he's a prominent South Carolina lawyer. Uh, in fact, his entire family has been in South Carolina for like the last hundred years. There is a position down there, some judge judgeship or whatnot, that he had, his father had, and his grandfather had for like since like 1910. So for over a hundred years, this family has been involved in the judicial system in South Carolina. South Carolina, and he is a prominent South Carolina, and he was arrested, he was arrested this week for um, committing insurance fraud, um, uh, well, committing insurance fraud, filing a false police report, and conspiracy to commit insurance, and conspiracy to commit insurance fraud. So, let's back up here. So, um, last week, or a few weeks ago, this lawyer... Uh, said he had been shot in the head by a random person, a uh, superficial wound, while he was out and about. Now, this was a big sort of call of attention. Obviously, we catch anyone's attention that some famous lawyer was attempted, attempted to be murdered. But his family, his, his wife and, and son, had been murdered last summer. They were found shot um, in the front, on the front of his property. And there is currently no sort of suspects in that crime. It, it is an unsolved crime. Uh, his wife, um, um, uh, actually, they were shot at the family's hunting lodge. Hunting lodge, not his house, hunting lodge, uh, in June. So this, uh, yeah, this summer. This summer? Yeah, this summer. So, uh, they, they were murdered, and no one knows who did it. And then his son, his son, was uh, pending charges. Uh, he was driving a boat uh, intoxicated that killed a 19-year-old woman in 2019. 
So they thought there was some connection to that. Also, <laughs> also, there was a uh, death of a housekeeper in 2018 and a death of a teenager in 2015 also on or near this family's property. Just so we're all keeping score here, a teenager died in 2015, a housekeeper died in 2018, uh, this person's son drove a boat while intoxicated, killed a person in 2019, and then in this last June, the son and the wife were both found shot at the hunting lodge. Okay. Are we all, are we all kind of, a lot has gone on in the last six years here in South Kakalaki. Uh, also, there are multiple investigations that he's misused the funds at the law firm. So, allegedly, allegedly, uh, he had became very depressed and addicted to opioids, okay? And he thought that if he had, uh, if he had died via suicide, that his uh, remaining son would not get a $10 million insurance payout. So... He had uh, an associate of his, someone that he knew, gave him a gun, told him where he would be, and told him to come and, and shoot him and have it like be mysteriously connected to the, his, the death of his wife and son. Uh, the guy obviously did not do the job. And now he's arrested, and now the lawyer is also, also arrested. Hmm. So, and the day before this whole thing happened, he got kicked out of his law firm uh, because it was discovered that he was using law firm funds to uh, buy buy opioids. So, whew, there is a lot. There is a lot going on here. There's a lot going on here. So there's there's that. There's the housekeeper, which was originally classified as a trip and fall, but injuries were inconsistent with a trip and fall. And then there was uh, someone else who died in 2015. Just a whole lot going on. So he's arrested. The guy's arrested. Multiple investigations. Crazy. Just, just crazy, 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 crazy stuff going down there in South Kakalaki. So, but there's, but there's like all these unsolved murders <laughs> or deaths down there because of it. And uh, I guess we'll see what happens. guess we'll see what happens. Uh, it is illegal in South Carolina to help someone uh, commit a crime. The other guy is, is charged with multiple, uh, multiple conspiracies as well. And everything is being investigated by the South Carolina State Law Enforcement Division, also known as SLED. It's a weird acronym. We now go to the Netherlands, where Dutch authorities executed an international arrest warrant and arrested Sicilian crime boss Matteo Messina Durano, who has been hiding from the public since 1993, so almost 30 years in hiding. Uh, he is nicknamed the Dio Bullock and is wanted for 50 murders and is known as the Capo di Tutti Capi, the boss of all bosses. In the Sicilian Mafia, he is one of Europe's most wanted fugitives, and the Dutch, they arrested him. Well, at least they, at least they thought they did. Turns out they didn't. <laughs> they arrested some guy from Britain uh, named Mark, who was, in, <laughs> who was in the Netherlands to watch a uh, Formula F1 racing uh, racing. 
so he was having lunch with his son, 54-year-old gentleman, and the Dutch police showed up, arrested him, whisked him, whisked him away to an international to a high security prison, and held him for three days uh, while they tried to figure out who he was and whatnot. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was the wrong guy. Uh, uh, Dutch authorities, uh, I guess, originally were not um, were not uh, put off by the fact that this very Sicilian mob boss had a heavy Liverpool accent. It's like, hello there, I, hello there, I'm Sicilian. That's Australian, but basically that. It's like, hello there, I'm Sicilian. I'm a Sicilian mob boss. Uh, not so much. Not so much. Um, but fortunately, um, he was released after three days. It took him three days to confirm his identity. And um, he said he the whole situation was met with um, uh, he released the statement says uh, I went to the press in the hope of or the lawyer said um, I went to the press in the hope of speeding things up because normally it's a matter of time you can imagine he had anger disbelief and laughter because it was all ludicrous he is a normal Formula One fan. Uh, I was convinced he was not it. It would have been genius of the Italian to have, for an Italian to have such a strong <laughs> Liverpool accent. Um, yeah, so they actually arrested this guy, I guess because he looked a lot like the other guy. Um, Dutch authorities uh, apologized, but they said, you know, if the Italians send us a request to arrest somebody, we generally honor that request, and all the paperwork was in order. For some reason, the Italians thought this was the guy and this is where he would be and asked the Dutch to arrest him. But uh turned out not to be him. Um, I myself have never been mistaken for anyone, with the slight exception of Zach Galifianakis, uh, when my beard was a wee bit shorter. Even then, it's more like, hey, you look like Zach Galifianakis. Not, uh, hey, Zach Galifianakis, give me your autograph. Uh, so anyways, um, if you, pa if you have a passing resemblance to a Sicilian crime boss, keep your passport on you, especially if you're in the European Union, because the Italians like to arrest Sicilian crime bosses, and you don't want to look like one of them, apparently. Speaking of bosses, but not crime bosses, I'm talking about music bosses, I'm talking about my boss pal, my boss DJ, my pal DC... He has a show on here, DC Live in effect. Uh, he is our in-house uh, DJ here at AWSM Radio, and he mixes it up every Friday at 9 p.m., Sundays at 10 p.m. You, my friend, do not want to miss out while he smashes it on the ones and twos, kicking the beats from South Florida week in and week out. I mean, it's Saturday right now. Maybe you're listening to the repeat on Sunday. Maybe you're listening to me on the podcast on AW, on on. on Anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. Regardless of where you're hearing this message, set your calendars. Fridays, 9 p.m., Sundays at 10 p.m., DC Live in effect, right here on AWSM Radio. Continuing news with bosses, I'm talking about the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Yes, my friends, uh, if you're a big Bruce Springsteen fan, well, a uh, exhibit We'll be starting here soon. Uh, first in the, uh, I believe, Newark, New Jersey area, then before going to L.A., uh, one of his most memorable artifacts are going to be um, on display, including his favorite Fender guitar. The Grammy Museum uh, announced that Bruce Springsteen Live, um, 
It's a Grammy Museum experience at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Starts on October 1st. Uh, features uh, various live footage, instruments, and stage costumes, as well as exclusive interviews. Uh, the exhibit will start on October 1st of this year and run through March 20, 20th, 2022. And then we'll go to the Grand Museum Los Angeles in the fall of next year. Um, so they got a lot of neat stuff there. Like I said, his favorite uh, guitar uh, used on Human Touch and Born to Run uh, album covers. And includes uh, stage clothing, uh, itinerary, uh, the human uh, itinerary from his human rights tour, six feet, six week Benefit tour in nineteen eighty eight. Uh, ticket booth stage prop saxophone played by the late Clarence Clemens, who did saxophone with Bruce Springsteen for forty years before he passed away. Um, and his nephew Jake Clemens continues to play with the band since two thousand twelve. There'll be a bunch of interactive uh, kiosks, handwritten set lists, and. Um, they and the guests can create their own encores to compare against legendary performers original. So it's quite an interactive, um, interactive, uh, uh, sorry, interactive exhibit, and uh, it's going to be very popular, especially in New Jersey, because that is where he is from. Uh, the Grammy Museum to put together this exhibit partnered with the Bruce Springsteen Archives and Center for American Music at Monmouth University. Which is pretty great. A lot, a lot of these artists are, uh, you know, opening up these sort of archives at various mu- uh, universities that they live near or have connections to. Uh, some are selling their catalogs for hundreds of millions of dollars, like uh, Bob Dylan, and so they're 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 doing pretty well for themselves. Too pretty well for themselves. Uh, if I have the ability to do so in terms of scheduling and whatnot, I may just check out this uh, display for myself and let you know. Probably in early 2022. We'll, we'll see if I can get around to it. But uh, if you are in the Newark, New Jersey area and are a big Bruce Springsteen fan or a fan from music from, them, from that time, this is a definitely an exhibit you want to check out before it goes to the Grammy Museum out on the West Coast. Moving along to tech news. Do you have an iPhone friend or a, uh iPad or some sort of Apple-related mobile device? Well, you want to update it because... Apparently, there's a big old security issue with it um, called Pegasus Spyware. Apparently, this uh, software uh, created by a uh, company that uh, a lot of, you know, uh, governments uh, use to spy on other people uh, by the NSO Group. Uh, It's a company that licenses surveillance software to government agencies. Um, You know, it's mainly mainly used to... um, uh, follow uh, criminals and international terrorists or whatnot. Uh, it can turn phones, microphones, and cameras on without anyone noticing or whatnot. Uh, and, um, you know, locate phones. It can uh, turn on the GPS. It's ba- basically spyware. Well, turns out the spyware was kind of found on a bunch of phones that uh, they shouldn't be on, like prime ministers, presidents, activists, journalists. Um, they suspect that perhaps... Uh, Israel is behind this, although there's no real proof about it. But with that said, Apple became a little upset that uh, a security exploit was being used, uh, the software was using to do this. And so it released an update this week that closes off that loophole. Uh, not sure if that um, that will uh, you know 
basically brick this software so it no longer works. Who's to say? But um, the exploit that this software was using to do that is now apparently, apparently being fixed. So if you are super, super concerned that Big Brother is watching you, you should get this uh, patch onto your phone and um, so that you can't be turned on. Now, if you're concerned about people tracking you, um, well, I... I'm I'm going off a little tangent here. I'm always I'm always surprised by folks who claim that the government is tracking them and they don't do certain things. Like for example, uh, I know somebody that is not going to get the vaccine because they don't want the government tracking them. This person also has a cell phone, a Twitter, a credit card, and occasionally live streams. So I'm not quite sure. <laughs> if you're if you're concerned about the government tracking you. There's a lot of other things you gotta do to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, you need to uh, you need to buy land in a wooded area in cash under a false name, and then uh, don't connect to the internet or ever leave your shack. Then maybe the government will have a hard time getting a hold of you here, here in the United States. But even then, you know, if if you're if you're doing anything with a phone. Anything with a computer, have a credit card, taking money out of an ATM. Chances are, uh, all those—I mean, all ATMs have cameras, so I mean, it's not hard to track you down. Here's the thing, though: I want—I don't want—I don't want to shock anyone by this statement. <sighs> okay, are you sitting down? Okay, sit down. I'll wait. Some 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 of my listeners take a little bit longer to sit down. Okay, folks, chances are. The government doesn't really care what you're doing. <laughs> they probably don't care. If they do care, eh, you may want to examine your current life choices because maybe you're doing something that they they feel obligated to, to keep tabs on. But listen, I'm not interesting. There's so if the government is listening in on me, is monitoring my podcast first and foremost, or monitoring my radio show uh, first and foremost. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. But, yeah, I don't, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, ain't, ain't no one come looking for me. I like, I like attention. I would like attention. Hey, I, I need more, I need more listeners. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so update your phone. Sorry to go off on a tangent there. Update your phone. Um, not so much that worry that, you know, governments are going to spy on you, but some criminal organization may figure out how to do it themselves, and then, ugh, then suddenly your phone's information is stolen, so... Update your phones, and if you, if you if you want to avoid these in the future, just turn on automatic updates so that your phone always automatically updates, then you should be fine. Moving along, um, who say you can't follow your dreams? Uh, local, not local, but in Rockland, a local internet sensation is living her dream. Uh, right from her living room, a 53-year-old grandmother who is a a veteran and a teaching assistant at Quincy at the Quincy School uh, had always had a dream to sing professionally. And during quarantine, uh, since she had a lot of free time on her hands, she just started to sing. And she created a Facebook page called, uh, um, uh, well, not create, but she joined a Facebook page called Quarantine Karaoke, joined the, pa- joined the page and started singing in her living room pajamas. And now, and now... Uh, she is being invited to sing at Rockland Days at the concert series. So, 
She is going to be singing for her town, and she's trying to put together a band um, with her husband, who apparently is a very good guitarist, and she's going to be singing for her town. So probably quite a treat for her um, to be out in front of the people that she knows singing and pursuing her dreams. I mean... Doesn't mean I don't know. I don't think she's gonna get a record deal, but she might get something. But uh, congratulations! Uh, her name is um, Terry Hafer Riley. You can probably find her videos on uh, YouTube. I watched one. She's very good. I mean, I have a voice that sounds like nails on a chalkboard. I don't know why people listen to me every week. My voice is terrible. I would never be able to sing. But this this fantastic lady, Terry. Uh, She's doing it. So congratulations, Mrs. Riley. I hope your debut singing goes very, very, very well. Uh, apparently, she's a big fan of Janis Joplin and uh, Stevie Nicks. And those are not easy songs to do. So uh, she is certainly very, very talented. Speaking of talented ladies, my friends, you need to listen to The Rock Sessions. It is our drive time show Making sure your evening commute home is fun. Hosted by the incredible, the talented, the beautiful, Rox, my pal, Rox. She is going to have some of the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. She's going to make it rock, rock style. Her signature rock style is a fantastic show. It's on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the entire work week, 5 p.m., to 7 p.m. You need to listen to it. She's fantastic. Great music. Great little information. And you know, it's always, always, always a joy to hear her lovely, lovely voice. I need to, I need to pop on there sometime and say hello to her. It's been forever, so uh, I will do that soon, Rocks. I promise. Somehow, some way. But until then, listen to the Rock Sessions Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. right here on AWSM Radio. Moving along into other entertainment news, Fox Corporation has acquired TMZ for $50 million, expanding its digital news operations, according to Variety. Um, <clears throat> they are they are buying TMZ from Warner Media, uh, which is uh, it's a pretty impressive price. Um, the uh, TMZ has its website, which has a lot of celebrity clips, interviews, and breaking news, and them behaving uh, badly, so to speak. Uh, it was founded by Harvey Levin, uh, former CBS Los Angeles correspondent, and um, has built up quite a website as well as a TMZ show. Uh, which has been airing from Fox's O&O stations since 2007. Uh, and then uh, 2011, they did TMZ Live. Uh, so they've been having a relationship, relationship with Fox <clears throat> for many, many, many years now. Uh, Levin will be continuing to run this uh, company and be the front man for the TV shows, which if you have seen him, him and folks sit around talk about celebrities all day long, uh, the deal includes all of TMZ's existing assets, including TMZ Sports, uh, Two Fab Celebrity, and um, Cultural and Lifestyle Unit that also uses TMZ.com. Uh, has a lot of traffic, a lot of traffic going on there, and uh, yeah, so it's um, it's it's a big brand, and Fox has scooped it up as part of now of the. Um, um, uh, Fox family. Um, Warner Brothers group chairman Channing Dungy offered a farewell salute to the TMZ and the team. 
saying Harvey Levin created a groundbreaking destination for entertainment news, and and for the past fifteen years, TMZ has been a celebrated success. TMZ will now be more closely aligned with the distributor of the popular content they create, and Warner Media wishes Harvey and everyone on the team the best as they venture into a new partnership with the talented team at Fox. So that is um. That's a pretty nice statement. Uh, TMZ and Fox are very close, so transition should be pretty easy. And TMZ probably is going to grow up. Now, bit of trivia. Uh, TMZ is short for the 30-mile zone. It's an old, 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 old term um, and uh, about uh, covering... Uh, Covering people in the um, in the area, so uh, it's called also it's called the studio zone. Um, it was an area defined as a thirty mile radius of Hollywood used by uh, the entertainment industry to determine employee ben- benefits for film work done. Um, and it uh, you know if you're within the thirty miles of the uh, southwest corner of West Beverly Boulevard and North La Santa Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. That was usually considered to be the uh, part, the part of that. So they use this <clears throat> as rules for labor rules for per diem per diem rates, uh, workers' compensation, and uh, and uh, things like that. Um, basically, during most of the 20th, 20th century, Hollywood would prefer to film film uh, things there within the studio zone to reduce uh, labor costs. And uh, that's 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 what they do. But uh, that is a not as popular today as it was uh, in other areas. Uh, basically, it was very cheap there to film things. But starting in the nineteen nineties, other states have uh, given generous tax benefits <clears throat> for filming in those locations. So places like Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Georgia, Louisiana, Vancouver, Canada have been very popular and cheaper places to film other than Los Angeles and New York City. So just just a bit of just a bit of uh just a bit of trivia there for you of what uh, TMZ comes from. But anyways, TMZ.com uh, is now going to be fully owned by the Fox Corporation in entertainment news, but you probably shouldn't expect anything too different from the product. Uh, basically basically they're just moving the Moving moving offices from one company to another company, and that's pretty much going to be it. Moving along in entertainment news, legendary actor Jeff Bridges, uh, best known for The Big Lebowski, True Grit, um, a whole ton of other movies, um, had a brush with mortality while battling COVID-19. He revealed he had been uh, um, uh, infected with COVID-19. Uh, earlier this year, uh, and in October of 2020, he was diagnosed with uh, lymphoma, which is a pretty serious, uh, pretty serious ca- uh, cancer, and he was undergoing chemotherapy. And um, <clears throat> in January of this year, um, he was exposed to COVID-19, and him and his wife both tested positive. His wife spent five days in the hospital uh, battling COVID-19. He spent five weeks because he was undergoing chemotherapy. His immune system was um, immune system was pretty, pretty, pretty weakened. And uh, he said, uh, quote, My dance with COVID makes my cancer look like a piece of cake. Uh, but he is fully recovered from COVID-19. And then his tuber, was, which was once 9 by 12 inches, so get out a ruler, that's a big tumor, holy moly, had shrunk to two by two inches. So he is in, he is in pretty, pretty good health. Um, 
he said that he was had a moment of tremendous pain and was getting close to the pearly gates. He still felt happy and joyous most of the time. The guy is just as laid back as they come. Uh, he says, uh, life is brief and beautiful. Love is all around us and available at all times. Uh, he wrote an update this week. He said, um, my COVID is in the rearview mirror. COVID kicked my butt pretty good, but I'm double vaccinated and feeling much better now. I heard the vaccine can help with long haulers. Maybe that that's the cause of my quick improvement. Jeff Bridges is currently working with a therapist. Uh, his goal is to be able to walk around without oxygen assistance, so he's still on oxygen. Um, that's usually a, a, a trait of long haulers, patients who recover from the infection, but still experience symptoms and difficulties. Uh, which, and there's also some research that long haulers aren't being impacted by COVID-19, but there's actually another virus that's out there that almost everyone has that's dormant, but um, under times of extreme stress, it can flare up and cause these same symptoms. But anyways, he's working with a therapist uh, to walk without oxygen assistance so he can walk his daughter Haley down the aisle at her wedding uh, in the near future. And he specifically, specifically gave a shout out to his therapist, Zach, his incredible medical team. Uh, I was able not only to walk uh, hey down now, but do a father bride dance with her without oxygen. So, uh, so it looks like he's doing better. It's a little, little bit, little contradictory how this article is written, but uh, best the best news is Jeff Bridges' uh, cancer has gone down. His COVID's beaten, and he's still doing well, still kicking today. Uh, I recommend watching almost any Jeff Bridges movie. I mean, I don't think I've seen. I'm sure there are terrible Jeff Bridges movies, but, you know, not many. Not many. Uh, like I said, Big Lebowski, great. Uh, True Grit, amazing. Um, yeah, he's, he's, quite, he's quite a talented actor. You should def. Oh, oh, duh. He was in Tron Legacy. Okay, so you get science fiction, you've got a Western, and then you've got, you know, stoner, stoner comedy drama. So he, ha he has an amazing range. Check out Jeff Bridges. So, Mr. Bridges, hope you're with us for many, 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 many more years to come. Friends, football season has started, and uh, how's your, is your team doing well? Uh, my folks, the Philadelphia Eagles, did a pretty good job in their opening. That means they'll probably blow it in the end. But if you need insight, talk, uh, information about your favorite sports, then you need to listen to Married to the Game. It's AWSM Radio's new sports show. Uh, it airs every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, featuring my pals Brian Joe, Mac Daddy, uh, who bring their insights, analytics, and expertise to the table on all the games. And what kind of sports show would it be if there wasn't a little trash talking between folks. So you need to follow them on Instagram. Joe at Turn Up the Jets. Nick at Mac Daddy Ryan Show. Brian at Bolstered underscore up underscore sports. And then the show itself MTTG Radio. Married to the Game Radio on Instagram. Uh, definitely worth a follow. I follow them. I'm pretty sure I follow them. I want to make sure I follow them. Uh, they're great. All things sports. It's a great show. Listen to them. Married to the Game. Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Right here on AWSM Radio. Speaking of sports, the Arkansas Razorbacks, or Arkansas College, was fined $100,000 by the SEC. Why, you ask? Why were they fined by the SEC? Well, during the 
Uh, Razorbacks upset of Texas. Their fans stormed the field uh, following a 40-21 over Texas uh, in uh, Saturday night at Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, This is the second time Arkansas has received a fine under the league's access to competition area policy. The last time their fine was a 17-0 win against LSU in 2014. S-E- the, S-E- the SEC says, quote, access to competition areas shall be limited to participating school athletes, <coughs> uh, student athletes, coaches, officials, support personnel, and properly credentialed individuals at all times for the safety of participants in spectators' light at no time. During or after the contest, shall spectators be permitted to enter the competition area is responsible for each member institution to implement procedures to ensure compliance with this policy. So, basically... Fans are now allowed to rush the field, or there is a fine. So the first fine was uh, $50,000. Um, the second offense is $100,000. And then every offense after that, it's a quarter million dollars that the school has to pay the SEC. Uh, this policy was created in 2004-5 uh, to, to, cut, to, cut, to cut that down for people rushing the field after a big win. All funds go to the SEC Postgraduate Scholarship Fund, which I don't know what that does, but I guess it helps people. And uh, also, folks, come on, listen, it's uh, still a pandemic. Probably shouldn't be rushing the field uh, as it is, but it is Arkansas, so I guess that's the way Arkansas rolls. So, um, <clears throat> unfortunately, this will probably just mean higher tuition costs for students who aren't athletes. I don't see them taking money out of the... Um, taking money out of the uh, uh, sports budget. What they should do, what they should do is uh, tack that money onto tickets sales. So, like, they have $500,000, well, then you need to split that up amongst the um, ticket sales uh, going forward to pay for that. The people, the people attending these games should pay for the fine. Will that happen? Probably not. Theater department will probably get cut because that's the way colleges go. It's all about sports. Fun fact, in many states, the public employee that has the highest salary in all the state is usually a university football coach. Because they're, or depending on the university, it's a state university. That means they're state employees. And the football coach of that state university team, usually the highest paid public employee in the state. So, obviously, I've got some thoughts about that. She really puts put more money into theater, the theater, and radio, and the creative arts, so football. It's all about jerrying money, right? Anyways, Arkansas, you got fined. Something tells me they're probably not going to care. Well, that, my friends, just about wraps up this week's Cyborg with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, here on AWSM Radio. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Remember, you can find me on the Twitter, on the Rizzle, on the Instagram, and uh, on the Cameo. Actually, I just did one this week at Colt S. Taylor. And uh, if you have just mistakenly missed most of the show because of a scheduling issue, go to anchor.fm anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor where you can subscribe to the podcast version of this show which is usually uploaded Sunday slash Monday when I get to it uh, after the Sunday broadcast and uh, of course bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com for all your Colt Sebastian Taylor needs hit me up on any of these uh, venues because 
I certainly enjoy engaging with my fans on here. I enjoy talking to you, especially if I missed a story. I'm, it's a great place to let me know that I missed something. So until next time, my friends, I am, of course, as always, as always, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later.